Get updated with the hottest news in insurance, finance, and the newest innovation in InsureTech and FinTech in these difficult times. Hear it from one of the most known and respected voices in the industry, Dr. Robin Kiera, and his guest of today. Hey guys, this is Insurance and Finance live from the headquarter of Digital Scouting in Hamburg, Germany, and from the headquarter of the LV 1871 in the beautiful city of Munich, also in Germany. Today we speak with Thomas Heindel. Thank you very much for being here. Hi, Robin. How are you? For the two people who do not know the LV 1871, do you maybe share a little bit something um, uh, about uh, the mutual life insurer and uh, yeah, um, and uh, what you have been doing over the last years? Because a lot of things have been going on uh, uh, in Munich. Pleasure. Hi, Robin. As you said, we are a mutual life insurance company. We are about uh, 450 uh, people um, across Germany, um, headquartered in Munich. Um, we are focusing on uh, disability insurance, uh, unit link pension insurance, risk life insurance, and funeral insurance. So, um, absolute specialist in, in life insurance. Um, but one question, yes. in, in contrast to the R1 or other maybe market participant, uh, you have been um, also having great results over the last uh, months and years. Um, how did that happen? Uh, well, that's a tricky question. Uh, probably you need to ask our finance and sales colleagues for that one. <laughs> I don't want to claim that for me. We are very stable, maybe, profitable company. And maybe maybe I said it wrong. Maybe I said it wrong. <laughs> the question was a little bit more. Um, you have been uh, you have, have been installing a new marketing approach. You're the head um, of marketing and com corporate communications. Um, you have been with your team and the whole company really um, changed a lot of things uh, also in the communication marketing side um, why did you start this and, and what was the plan behind it? and what did you do for example except the stuff we see behind you um, okay got you um, so it's about two years ago where we started the journey uh, rejuvenating our brand and especially digitali digitalizing it because we wanted to make it work across all touch points and um, set the ground um, for our broker activation we are talking about today um, our digital broker activation uh, we are mainly a b2b player so that was our focus and um, um, we started, as I said, two years ago, uh, which luckily helps us, uh, especially in those times, um, uh, with regard to our digital B2B business. Yeah. Um, maybe describe a little bit more, um, uh, a little uh, what you did also from the from the really first step, rejuvenating uh, the brand. Because I mean, uh, when you go to the largest insurance conference in Germany, maybe even in Europe, the DKM conference, I still can remember I saw your pavilion, your stand, the, your booth for the first time, and it was colorful. It was um, uh, yeah, bold. I think very bold. Uh, uh, what, what do you think about that? I mean, probably bold is, uh, is the right word. And as you can see in my back, we are pretty much focusing um, on uh, very simple messages and uh, very strong visuals um, to make it really work across all digital touch points. Um, taking our first slogan, remember two years ago, um, 
feels dusty uh, but will um, uh, will rock your life. Um, that's probably a slogan you don't necessarily want to promote your your core products with, but uh, our board had the backbone to go for it. Yeah. And um, actually, it was great uh, great success, and it, it it is still a great success success. And we built from there on, um, and are now in the uh, in the real operational activation phase. So. Building up the brand, rejuvenating the brand, um, making it work at the digital touch points, and now um, move a step ahead into um, into the broker activation, the digital broker activation, which is, I think, the key element um, if you're in a B2B business. I will go there in a minute, but we got the first feedback from Piotr. Great talk. Thank you, Thomas. So I think we are on the right track. Thank you, Piotr, for, for joining and all the rest out there. If you have any questions to Thomas about marketing, about communication and insurance space and how to activate your uh, yeah partner, your broker uh, channel and, and agent channel, um, don't hesitate to, to ask him a few questions. Um, yeah, I think... Um, you did not only do, or you already mentioned it, fresh marketing, fresh coloring, rejuvenating, very complicated word, you know, <laughs> rejuvenizing uh, the brand was not the only thing you did or was actually part of a bigger strategy of your company. Um, and now you also um, went to your partners, your sales partners, and did a lot of things with them. And I think that's super exciting for the audience to hear some secret sauce. What did you concretely do with them and how do you excite uh, yeah, sales partners in, in these times. Okay. Um, I mean, probably for all of us, it's not you that customer behavior changed, but uh, nevertheless, I think we are still lacking a little bit of an end-to-end B2B2C process with regard to digital interaction. And uh, most of the uh, uh, companies and financial sectors are, are pretty much focusing on the middle of the sales funnel or focusing on the classical sales funnel where you started the advisory process and then uh, digitalize uh, or automize the rest of the processes. That's also yeah. something we are doing for sure. But uh, we said on top of this, uh, we need to go to the very front of the um, extremely extended uh, sales funnel um, and uh, start at an earlier stage to interact with our brokers and enable them to interact with their customers. Because then um, you only get the full benefit out of um, out of the new way you can interact and uh, work with your customers and your partners. Um, and uh, I think it's important uh, to say in this context that we see our brokers as our partners yeah. uh, because that's uh, that's the key message uh, you need to bring across um, uh, as it's a it's a common approach approach without them it wouldn't work or just one way yeah. it, uh, it doesn't work what we have done so i think um that that was the key thinking behind um behind everything we have done in the way uh, we tried to operationalize uh, uh, the work with our brokers on the marketing uh, side yeah. uh, and um um, so, so do I understand correctly that you went out to, to brokers who do not only do business with LV1871, but, you know, imagine even with others. Uh, and, um, of course, uh, mainly, hopefully with you. But um, And you actually help those people to communicate and market better to their uh, client base. Yeah. Yes, that's one part. For sure, we do it for our partners we work with permanently, but we also offered the range, especially this year, we offered the range of uh, what we do um, to everyone in the market uh, who is interested. Um, 
And the key thinking behind is that, um, yes, you can do online advice. And especially in these times, it's probably yeah. good um, if you know how to do it. But that won't make a digital uh, broker. You need more. True. And this is why we developed um, a fully-fledged program, which is basically bringing everything together, know-how, tools, trainings, etc. And it's going far beyond um, uh, product and everything else. Um, and um, we started off last year, beginning of last year, yeah. with our what we call web days, yeah. uh, which was basically an, an online training uh, for yeah. our partners, physical one uh, at this stage, uh, where um, the marketing online team um, from SEO um, experts, digital marketing experts, yeah. etc., offered trainings for our partners, how they improved their website. They did website checks um, and um, give uh, tips um, how to improve the website to very simple stuff like, um, do you have a Google business, um, yeah. my Google business, um, uh, and uh, and everything else in place. Um, so that was, uh, that was the very beginning. And um, as the feedback was... Um, overwhelming i need to say yeah. uh we thought how can we uh bring this further ahead and um then launched our digital uh, partner program which is dedicated to, yeah. to our uh, partners we work with and um, where you have got a few criteria you, you need to fulfill otherwise you can't yeah. be part of that um, yeah. um just for example, you need uh, a certain um, setup in your social media accounts. Um, you need to have a website which is uh, working, uh, for example, mobile responsive, etc. Yeah. So there are a few criteria in that um, very specific program, um, uh, but which also helps to develop uh, uh, partnerships from web days, which are basic information towards yeah. a more enhanced uh, program, and which then helps us to to grow the uh, B2B2C relationship. And um, in that, sorry, yeah. Well, I, I wanted to ask one question and we have uh, already a few questions out there from Ali Reza, Jeffrey and Nathan and others and uh, already a lot of people joining the conversation, super excited about that. But what I want to really understand because um, I've been a big fan of this in all different industries, what you have been doing is not only providing your brokers or, or premium partners, but actually the market was information. And I remember at the DKM conference, you one of your stands were really, you know, the employees took time, sat down with the broker and, you know, checked things. And what does the philosophy behind it is actually help people for free without, you know, you know, promising to, to, to sell a certain amount of products. And I think that's something um, new, at least in the insurance market or newer. I mean, we see around the world different people doing that, but I think that's something, I, I think that's super exciting. And I'm also curious if the people out there know something, but we have a first question or first feedback. Um, and uh, Je Jeffrey from New York uh, says, um, uh, yeah, he agrees with that with you uh, and providing brokers the tools that allow them digital touch points with the clients is a key step. Um, in our talk before, you said uh, you, you do that too, but you do more than providing tools and, and content. What else is important? Um, is like a, oh, that they really can help, that they can apply it. Okay. I mean, as you said, the freemium uh, model of it is probably uh, something which is um, which is um, a standalone aspect of it, uh, but yeah. not only. Um, I think uh, um, key is also for us uh, that it's in-house expertise we are offering yeah. um, and not agency expertise. So, so it's uh, 
people from LV 1871 doing all of this, um, which then creates credibility. Um, yeah. And um, I think that's uh, that's the key um, of it. Uh, so not only one element, but three of it. And um, then uh, we go a little bit more um, beyond, as you said, content. Yeah, it's still content. But what we offer, for example, in our partner program is white label content. So yeah. non-branded content, because we say if we have got partners who are fully digital and who interact with our brand, at their digital touch points, then we can give them the extra benefit on top. And um, so we produce white label content for them as well. Um, and that's building long-term uh, partnerships, I think, and um, that will pay off um, at the and end. What yeah. Feedback from your partners when you first started doing that? Um, as I said, it was overwhelming. And uh, I remember uh, the DKM fair um, in October last year. Uh, where we received great feedback and um, uh, just uh, right now we are in the middle of our online summer school we are offering to the uh, to the whole market and not yeah. only to our partners and um, there as well um, uh, with regard to participants in webinars online tutorials etc um, the feedback is just great and uh, last week we launched our um, podcast expertise channel, yeah. uh, which is also open to the whole market. Uh, where from risk assessment to product um, uh, actuaries, everyone uh, is uh, given insights on their fields, and not only not only product related. Um, yeah. Um, so um, I think that's the positioning we have chosen, and um, um, luckily we started already two years ago because that helps uh, helps us now tremendously. Yes, and uh, I, I, I heard some birds in my ear that were really jealous about a, a few things there. Uh, they said, oh, they, they were so early. <laughs> um, maybe I share offline. No, I don't share. Um, yeah, um, I think I think what's super, what I would like to know, maybe you have also some like topics, categories. Your partner said, hmm, that went really well or some tips. You know, if you have people out there, we have people from the UK, from the US, from Te from Iran, from, from Poland, from all around the place here already joining now and from Austria and, and from the Philippines. And um, what what kind of content worked well or do you have some tips out there? What, what should they provide to their partners that actually works, which is not advertisement? I mean, it's always a question um, of the evolution evolution stage you are in right mm -hmm. and your partners are in um so um looking back at the experience we have got um take the example seo optimization on page optimization of your websites that's definitely something uh, where you, where you probably reach a handful of uh, of partners who are at this stage already mm -hmm. um, but all the google basics um social media basics uh, that's something uh, which really works well um, and uh, helps them uh, ahead in the first step. And um, stuff like usability, etc., is uh, is then coming um, coming later. On. Yeah. So what I take away from this is uh, we too can talk about attention hacking, about crazy UX, UI things, algorithms, and crazy content stats. But would you say um, look where the target audience is, where you can really help them? best and um, when that is Google basics and Google uh, search engine optimization then do that so do that not what 
you like to do, like I, but let's do what really uh, is where the partner is. And what's really interesting there is that you probably also win really the trust of the people if you do that for quite some time. Um, and they really see the results, the, the proven results there. Um, was, there, was there anything that surprised you while you really provided so much massive value for the for for partners and and potential future partners out there? Um, hard to say. As I would say, we are still at the beginning of the journey, yeah. um, and um, it's a lot of effort um, you need to put into it. And um, um, I'd say um, half of the team is in the meanwhile involved. Um, when I think back of uh, beginning of the year, when we still had uh, physical events um, with our roadshows, yeah. um, where we offered web checks, um, online uh, advice uh, uh, to everything, towards social yeah. media, all you need. Um, yeah. We had 70, 17 events, if I remember correctly, yeah. and, and half of the team was traveling across Germany. Um, so that was a huge uh, effort, and that's probably something we didn't expect in that uh, um, volume at the beginning, but um, it's we can handle it, so it's good. Um, uh, but um, and it's positive as, um, as uh, there is uh, obviously a need for it. So, but that was something uh, which uh, which surprised us um, um, at, um, at the beginning and the rest we'll see as we are still at the, at the start of the process. I can already hear a few decision makers and other uh, carriers around the world saying, Robin, I would love to do what Tom is, Tom is doing um, for our company, but I fear we don't have the people. Uh, how did you tackle that uh, topic with uh, long-term employees and new ones? So how, how do you like, um, get the capacities on board since you said uh, you, you, you really do it yourself and you have in-house capacities? Um, oh, hard to say. I think um, uh, we are lucky to have <laughs> to have the right mindset uh, in the company in every department. And um, uh, long before we started rejuvenating uh, the brand and uh, activating uh, the digital broker um, initiatives, we we had um, especially our IT colleagues uh, brought in agile work uh, methods, and that was. Uh, um, long before um, we started with our stuff. So that's probably something which really helps us. Um, and um, then we have got a very open mindset and um, everyone um, everyone is involved and brings in ideas. Um, maybe that's also the advantage if you are a, a mutual mid-sized company, uh, yeah. makes uh, things easier to align and um, and, and uh, build the end-to-end -end processes. Um, yeah, but that's that's probably um, um, what we could build on already. Yeah. yeah, and by the way, everybody out there, we have some cool YouTube videos about uh, LV 1871 also on our channel when we visited them and we visited also the IT department. We went to Las Vegas to Einstein Tech Connect and some crazy things. So if you want to have a little bit more or to have also the um, very young employees at the company where they all can do that, so apprentices, it's really interesting. So don't uh, also go to YouTube and I might add them down there in the, in the show notes later on that you can look at it. We have a question. Um, let's see if we can show LinkedIn user. Probably not not a fan of mine yet. That's why it's seen as LinkedIn user and not with a name. Nevertheless, thank you very much, LinkedIn user, for the question. Um, question that pops up. He says, you know, um, life insurer, great, but do you also think PNC could do something similar and the other way around? What do you think? 
Um, looking at what we do from a marketing perspective, I think um, it's probably working both ways. Um, so um, maybe the difference is um, that uh, with regard to, to live products, uh, which are a little bit more complex and you probably need more advice in it, um, the, the broker program works better um, or is uh, creating more interest. Uh, whereas uh, with uh, PNC, um, it it might be um, it might be a little different, um, but that's just my perspective now, being with a life insurance company for the last two years. Um, if it's uh, um, if it's uh, not um, a small um, PNC business but larger um, accounts, yeah. it probably might work uh, might work as well. Um, so yeah. Yeah, what I really like about uh, we have this uh, maybe for the one percent of the people that are not total insurance nerds like we are. Uh, I mean, we have also some bankers watching and and people from retail and other industries. But it's uh, we in the industry have this, you know, this uh, not fight, but maybe this little bit of uh, two teams. You know, we are uh, actually three, three teams with health. Uh, you know, uh, PNC and and life, and everybody says. Um, and everybody, uh, you know, um, always looking, can we adapt these things from the other side? As, an, as a, somebody not at a carrier, I think uh, these tactics and tools described by you uh, totally make sense for every uh, line of business. Of course, uh, what Absolutely. you said between the lines, um, it needs to make sense. So if you have a low budget PNC product, uh, like liability insurance or small accident insurance, and maybe it's not efficient uh, the investment, uh, but that needs to be looked at every business case itself, I think. But uh, yeah, LinkedIn user, thank you very much. And uh, please subscribe and uh, like this. And by the way, since we're already with this topic, if you're out there watching right now, you have not commented, not liked yet, please do so because that helps the LinkedIn algorithm to, you know, you know, give us a bigger reach and, you know, also hack your phone. That also helps sometimes. Um, yeah. Um, one, one, one thing is we have talked about what you have been doing uh, until now. I mean, uh, not, I would love you to share all company secrets, but you probably are not going to do it. Um, what's next? What, what kind of trends do you see in the in the future? How to really win the hearts and minds of partners and uh, and the direct consumer? What, what, what is your impression there? Ooh, a tricky question, Robin. Uh, uh, we have got a few. We have got a few things in our pipeline, which I don't, uh, <laughs> which I don't want to talk today, today about. Um, but um, as I said, uh, we are still at um, at the beginning of the journey, and uh, I think uh, uh, the whole team uh, is lucky uh, if our program um, works out this year. Um, it's looking quite good. So we are happy, but we are, will still drive the topics ahead. Digital partner program, online summer school. We did launch um, uh, uh, or relaunch our um, one of our core products, our uh, disability product completely online, which was a great experience because it was for us at least um, the first time that we um, uh, launched uh, a B2B product uh, digital only without any physical events um, so far um, this year. Um, and I think um, that's something we'll look at in the second half of the year, see how it worked out, what are the learnings, um, did we do uh, did we do a good job on that and did we do the right job from a marketing perspective? Um, uh, because even if you, if you drive topics as we do, um, it's still hard uh, to um, 
from a marketing perspective to launch a product fully digital in a B2B yeah. environment. Um, and that's probably what we'll uh, look at in the second half of the year. That's that's the focus. Super interesting. I, by the way, need to apologize to Mikkel and Stefan. Mikkel from uh, uh, InsureTech Insights, who posed one question. And obviously, my computer program did not show his name. Of course, he is a LinkedIn. We're, you know, <laughs> deeply connected. And also, next question comes from LinkedIn user, but it's not LinkedIn user. It's Stefan Best from Nilo. Uh, here's a question. Maybe we can uh, talk about this a little bit more. He says, what are the best practices to gain digital leads in the commercial client segment, which is some uh, super exciting uh, client segment. Um, is there something, maybe also your partners, which are super strong in that uh, field, maybe share some secrets from time to time with you? Well, I mean, that's, uh, that's probably... Um as you said, a really, really tricky question. Now, that's the um, um, that's the top of uh, what you can do, especially in in, in a B two B environment uh, to manage leads. Um, I wouldn't say we nailed that um, really at the moment. Uh, to be honest, um, yeah. um, that's something we can improve. We have got certain pilots in place, but. Um, yeah, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I, I'm in a position to share okay. best practices. To be honest on that one. Um, okay. Yeah. What we have seen, uh, what we have seen with, with with clients we work with, for example, where we said, okay, let's have a look at all platforms neutrally from what we think, and and with one which is specialized in a very special insurance. Uh, which aims actually at demographic groups 45 plus. We said, let's try TikTok because you know I'm a TikTok fan. <laughs> uh, and what we actually discovered there is that there is the community, not only that there's several viral videos in their topic, but they actually, that you saw in the comments that there is the community uh, also to these demographic groups. So my question, uh, my answer to Stefan would be is try out independently of your personal opinion about a certain channel, try them out and, and see what sticks. Uh, and, and sometimes you can be surprised. Another secret that we always say is WhatsApp in the B2B space, uh, when you have a limited list of B2B clients, that can make sense, at least for, to manage your existing clients. Um, yeah, uh, thank you very much so far. I would say I give everybody the last chance to ask a question to Thomas. We had already uh, several hundred people here in uh, all different channels. Um, what we always do is, um, well, first of all, thank you for, for, for being here. Is there anything the insurance community can do for you and the LV1871? In case someone has great ideas or best practices, please share them with me as well. Uh, looking forward to see other colleagues um, in your show, Robin. That would be great. And um, yeah. Cool. All right. Then the one last thing we always do, maybe we get another question. Let's see that is to name everybody who engaged LinkedIn Love. And even if you have not liked, shared or hugged your phone until now, please do so because, you know, also after the show, uh, we get a lot of boosts. So we have Sören, we have Chris, Thomas, Markus, Stefan from Amsterdam, Erika from Vienna, Alireza from Tehran, Mikkel, Andrew, Piotr, Raul, and many, many, many more that really participated here, not to forget Jeffrey from New York. And that are just the people on LinkedIn, not only to count Twitter and Facebook, where we are there too. We got a heart from Facebook, so that's great. Um, yeah, thank you very much for, for being here and sharing your best practices. On Wednesday, we have Nick Gerhardt, Chief Administrative Officer of Farm Bureau Financial Services, but who's leaving the company, and we will ask him all details why. No, of course not. We will ask him about 
about his uh, trends and analysis, what he has um, seen in the market, and also him being a former commissioner of Iowa uh, Insurance Hub in the US. Uh, we also ask a lot of questions about regulatory uh, things there. We have also Brian Wallace, Alex Horwitz, VC, Chris Cheatham, Joel Bassani, Roger Pivarelli, Charlotte Harkler, Jay Parter, and next week, a special guest. Um, uh, which we will announce at the end of the week. We're super excited about this. I mean, excited about every single guest, but that one was a tough nut to crack to come to the show. Um, Thomas, thank you very much uh, for, for being here. Uh, and again, thank you very much for sharing your, your expertise. And uh, yeah, um, and, and I wish you a great day in the beautiful city of Munich. Thank you, Robin. It was a pleasure. Talk to you soon. <laughs>